0: They're like, you have the great opportunity. You can pick the birthday. You can just go, you know, get rolled right in there for a C section. Easy as can be. And it just wasn't what I had in my heart. It wasn't what I wanted to do.
1: I'm Cynthia Overgaard, owner of Hypnobirthing of Connecticut, childbirth advocate, and postpartum support specialist.
2: And I'm Tricia Ludwig, certified nurse midwife and international board certified lactation consultant. And this is the Down to Birth Podcast. Childbirth is something we're made to do, but how do we have our safest and most satisfying experience in today's medical culture? Let's dispel the myths and get down to birth.
0: Hi, my name is Colleen Reagan Noon, and I am here to talk about my VBAC. Um, I had a VBAC 22 months after I had an emergency C-section. I started preparing for the birth of my first child, probably 10 years before he was even conceived. I was just so into all things birth and preparing my fertility. And I was, it was, birth was just something I always felt really called to and always felt like I was going to be really good at. And I'm a very petite person about 90 pounds, not pregnant, tiny little hips, but I was so confident that I was going to squat out a baby. No problem. That was my vision. That was my desire. So I got pregnant with my first child uh, shortly after two miscarriages. I was sick every single day until 36 weeks. And then at 36 to 40 weeks, I felt fabulous. It was also August and so hot. And I, you never met a happier pregnant woman because uh, I was not sick. Um, I went into labor on my due date. I thought I was well on my way to my beautiful hypnobirthing birth. I, you know, I, my water broke. So I thought it was 9 PM and my husband goes to bed and I'm all relaxed and, and trying to, um, you know, as, as the, waves are coming, you know, closer together, I'm handling them really well. And by 4am, we call the doula. And um, I'm, you know, I'm thinking I'm just rocking this birth. And it's everything is going exactly to plan, it's going to be perfect. And the doula shows up, and by like eight AM, we're like, all right, it's been like twelve hours since my water broke, and um, you know, let's let's go to the hospital because the contractions were close together. And I was also really priding myself on in between contractions. I wanted it to be like light and airy and laughing. And I get to the hospital, and they're like, you are like half a centimeter dilated. They're like, and you're in too good of a mood in between your contractions to really be in labor. You're in early labor. You're just tired. You're feeling these contractions worse than they really are. My advice was to take a Benadryl and go home and take a nap. And I was like, I'm not going home. There's a hotel across the street. And they're like, okay, get in the tub across the street at the Best Western, tiniest tub ever that has water. That's like the plug doesn't work. I'm just like wet. And this is terrible. It's not the right tub. But at the time, um, you know, I'd taken the Benodal too. And so then I'm like falling asleep in between these contractions, but they're coming more frequently and they're harder. And, and it finally gets to this point where I've been there probably five hours and I'm like, I need to go to the hospital. I'm pretty sure i am just, just gotten into a place that wasn't really great. Um, we get to the hospital. My son's not tolerating labor. He was borderline growth restricted my entire pregnancy. So he just wasn't able to tolerate the labor. He was born, wasn't breathing when he was born. Then he was breathing. He was just a tiny little thing. And he ended up doing great with everything. No problems breastfeeding. I had no problems really recovering from my C-section. I had a great experience for what it was. I knew though that just because I had one C-section, I didn't have to have another. And when I got pregnant, when my son was 13 months old, I just told everyone, I'm going to have a VBAC. And my husband and my mom thought I was insane. They're like, you have the great opportunity, you can pick the birthday, you can just go, you know, get rolled right in there for a C-section, easy as can be. And it just wasn't what I had in my heart. It wasn't what I wanted to do. So I really took a lot of parts from my birth story, especially my son too. He was also posterior, my first, and I was, you know, I had all these things in my head that I was going to fix that were going to help me get this feedback. So I was, you know, I was doing acupuncture and chiropractor, which were all I highly recommend. Um, They definitely got my body in a great place, Um, the baby in a good position, I had a low placenta that I think it was, you know, we at like 30, 32 weeks, it was still low. And I did all this acupuncture, and it moved right on up. And, um, and so they were they were definitely all this great preparation that I did really helped. I think, get me to a good place for my VBAC. Um, But I also think I relied a little bit too much on, instead of trusting my body and learning from my body during that first birth, and maybe this is how my body did things, I was so determined to fix what my body did. So it would do something different. With my second at 40 weeks, exactly. So both my babies, I went into labor at 40 weeks, we went blueberry picking as a family and my mom was five hours away. We called her, told her, you know, to start getting ready to come. And, um, and my contractions were kind of picking up through the day. I went to bed that night, woke up the next morning, which happened to be my birthday, my uh, 32nd birthday. And there was just nothing. There was no contractions, nothing. And, By this time, like my mom was well on her way and I'm like, oh, I think this might've just been a false start, but they did pick up again. I had already been scheduled since it was past my due date for a non-stress test and an ultrasound. So we showed up at the hospital for those. And when they were doing the non-stress test, they said, you know, your contractions are coming close enough together. You could stay if you wanted. And I said, nope, I know. I don't feel like I'm in far enough a of labor. I'm going to go home. Um, went home and my, my doula came over and we tried to do some body movement work um, in order to get the baby kind of to, to engage. And the contractions, they were, they were consistent, but they definitely, by the evening, I could feel them kind of going away. Um, and then that next morning on the 18th of July, I woke up at 4 a.m. with like real strong contractions. And I was like, okay, we're in business. My mom was here and by like 7 a.m. I was like, I just want to go to the hospital because I want what I didn't have last time. I just want like that spot to have my baby and have my husband and my doula supporting me there the whole time you know this I'm imagining this 12 hour long birth and I just want those two supports there the whole time. So I, we get all get to the hospital and they're like, you are you know half a centimeter dilated you're not having this baby anytime soon. And they're like, you've got to go back home. And I was like, I'm not going, I'm not going home. I was like, last time I went home, it was awful. I'm not going home. And they said, we don't have any rooms. You have to go home. And so I was so discouraged because everything that so far I didn't want from my first birth was happening again in this second birth. So uh, we have a tub at home and it's a much larger tub. It was interesting though, after my best Western experience, I was like, water birth sounds like the silliest thing I've ever heard now. But anytime I did the hypnose birth sessions, I envisioned myself laboring in a tub and I couldn't really understand it because I was so against it. And it was really interesting to me that I ended up having my, most of my labor in this tub, just like I had visualized things went really smooth in the tub. It did get to a point where my 22 month old was not going down for his nap my mom brought him in. He was still nursing at the time. And I nursed my 22 month old in the tub with me while I was in labor, um, which was a, which was a fun experience looking back on, I think in the moment it was not, it was not that fun. Uh, But I wondered too, if that kind of helped because it was shortly after that, my water broke. And then I was like, you know, things started to feel really different. And I think I went from you know, zero to 10 real quick and was in transition. And I called for my husband. And because so I was pretty much just kind of doing my own thing in the tub. because Once again, my doula had left because they told her I wasn't in labor. And I was like, I've got to poop. You need to help me out of the tub. I have to poop. He's like, don't poop. Don't poop. He's like, they told me if you said
1: you have to poop to call them. And I was like, no, you need to get me out. I have to go on the toilet. If you had gone into the bathroom and shut the door and gone to the bathroom, there's really no problem. He just didn't want the baby to come out before you guys were ready. Exactly. That's impossible to ask of a woman, in my opinion. You can never ask her not to have her baby when it's time.
0: Oh, but you can ask. You can can ask. So what happened? At this point, I'm like, I'm like crawling up the back of the toilet seat with each contraction. Um, There was like a like 15 minute period where they were just so intense. I probably shouldn't have gotten out of the tub. I would have been much better in there, but I'm out. And like, it was just like, I'd go from like on the floor to just like crawling up the seat to the back of the toilet while my husband's on the phone with the doula and the doctors. And my mom's knocking on the door and she's like, get that woman to a hospital. Like she's going to have a baby. And um, just from like the noises I was making on the hospital, like, yeah, you guys should come now. I wish I had just stayed home. Um, I, I should have, but, uh, you know, plan was to, to have this baby in a hospital. So I, you know, got myself dressed, no shoes or anything, just got in the car with no shoes. We had to go back and, and get those a couple of days later. I'm in the car and my husband tried to get me in the front seat and I was like, I can't sit down. Um, but at this point, since I was pushing, which I wasn't really conscious that I was doing it the contractions actually got bearable. They'd spaced out a bit. It felt good to bear down. And so I was like, oh, like I can actually manage this. So I got in the back seat and I was squatting, holding onto that bar by the window, Um, the 20 minute ride to the hospital, which he probably did in like 10 or 15 minutes. And I was just like, kind of, you know, pushing the whole way there. And we were kind of close. And I saw this ambulance on the side of the road. And I was like, oh, well, that's good news. Because if I have this baby right now, um, there's an ambulance close by. And it was just like, I was very, Calm about it because I was like, okay, this baby's definitely coming. We pull into the hospital and, and they get the wheelchair, and I'm like squatting with my hands on the back of the wheelchair, and I'm just like screaming, I am, I do not labor quietly. And he's like pushing me through the halls, and the doctor had seen me that morning, said, Now that's a woman in labor. And so they wheel me into the triage room. They still have no birth rooms, and they, I'm, I'm fully dilated, the baby's down, but they're not ready. And they're like, okay, you. And so I'd gone from you know half a centimeter dilated to having this baby in probably four hours. They're like, well, you have to hold the baby in. We're not ready. Um, by this time, my doula had arrived, and she said to me, she said, you don't have to hold this baby in. But my first, since he wasn't breathing when he was born, I just had this thing in my head, which was absurd because we were at the hospital. But I just had this thing in my head of if I don't wait to have this baby until a doctor's there then it could be born not breathing and um, and this would be all my fault. I was you know, squatting on the bed, leaning over the back of the bed, doing like the horse lips for probably close to an hour to keep this baby in um, until they were ready. Um, and as soon as the doctor came in, two pushes, he was out. But at this point, the pelvic floor damage had already been done.
2: Every expecting parent deserves access to a certified doula, no matter their budget, birth plan, or location. This is the idea behind the Digital Doula Program at Beautiful Births and Beyond. Their on-demand doula program includes access to online classes and 24-7 birthing and postpartum support via text or video. Book a free consultation with Beautiful Births founder Colleen Myatt and receive 20% off an hour of digital doula support. Visit beautifulbirths.com and use promo code DOWNTOBIRTH. Down to Birth is sponsored by Postpartum Soothe. Recovering from a vaginal birth takes many women by surprise. Postpartum Soothe is a 100% organic herbal blend that's applied to maternity pads in the days immediately following your birth. It's a must for any woman seeking a faster, easier recovery from a vaginal birth. Visit postpartumsoothe.com. That's postpartumsoothe, S-O-O-T-H-E dot com, and use promo code Down to Birth. I
0: had him um, and he, he came out really easy immediately after birth. I got to do that skin to skin. And it was, I mean, it was every, it didn't matter all kind of the wild things that happened. And it wasn't the birth that I, had the VBAC I had envisioned because I did, I get to hold them right skin to skin and I got to have those moments. And it was, it was just such this amazing experience. And, you know, and I got to have them in, in the clothes that I wore there. And I got to birth him in whatever position I wanted to, because we were in a birth suite. They weren't able to have that birth bed. And so they said, you just birth them how you want. And that, that part felt powerful. So it wasn't really until kind of after that I started to look at the other pieces and go, wow, I really trusted these doctors and not my own body. And when I did trust my own body, how much smoother things went than when I was trusting other people saying, no, you're not really in labor. No, you can't push this baby out yet because we're not ready. I think part of having to hold that baby in, and I think a lot of the back and forth from the hospital and all that is um, I had kind of a tough recovery the first um, little bit. I, a couple hours after I had him, I fainted. And then I, I ended up on fluids. And um, I ended up having to get a catheter put in, I couldn't stand up on my own for they I was released from the hospital 36 hours after his birth, but I couldn't stand on my own until like 30 hours after his birth, I felt like I should have been in the hospital longer with this vaginal birth than I was with my C section. Um, and obviously, a couple of days later, it was a very different story. It really kind of made me think, you know, like, of where where I wasn't listening to myself and my body and how that manifested post birth. And I had had this beautiful, medication free intervention
2: free birth. And then I had such a high intervention post birth. So it's so interesting, because in part, because they didn't have a room ready, you got this very low intervention style birth yet at the same time, because they weren't ready, you had to go through this really difficult experience of not giving birth on your own time. Right. You
0: can't you can't ever be sure what what caused what, but I definitely I had a lot of issues post prime. I couldn't even put a tamp on it. Um I had so much pain and discomfort. Um and so I did at, you know, my my child was nearly two by the time I even found out a pelvic floor therapist was a thing. Um and I went and in one session. It was like, whoa, this is like a whole new world. And so talking to her, she definitely thought that that holding that baby in when he was pressing to come out definitely contributed to some of the issues I was having.
2: Yeah. I mean, when your body wants to move your baby through, that's what your body wants to do. And anything that we do that resists that can be harmful.
1: Yeah. Would you do it differently today if you had the opportunity? Oh, my gosh. Yes. How? I yeah,
0: I I would trust my body. Um, and that's what I kind of wish I had learned from my first, that my body had a certain way it was going to do things. And I wish I had kind of embraced, embraced what my body was telling me um, instead of trying to fix it so it would do the normal thing. And so I was so convinced I was just going to birth, you know, like the normal way where you, you know, you dilate you know, so much every hour and, and it just kind of goes in a very easy to, um, easy to see progression. It, it, that the whole, the whole dilation, which I knew didn't matter, but like they, the hospital just keeps telling you it does. And so I wish so much and doing it again would be to just trust my intuition that when I feel like I'm in labor, that I am in labor. Um, and that my body's going to do what it needs to do. And I'm going to get kind of these intuitive, which both of my babies, I had these intuitive ways of how I wanted to labor. Um, With my first, he was posterior, which I didn't know, but I want every time I had a contraction, I would go on my knees and put my head down on the ground. And it was my body intuitively saying, we need to help turn this baby. And then with my second one, Um, just in the water birth, this vision I had always had was of me slightly laying back, which for me didn't seem intuitively like the best labor position to like, you know, get the baby to go down. But as soon as I started doing that, he really engaged and and that's where it was. And, um, and that's to what I think is so great about having the unmedicated is, is you really can listen to your body and your body will tell you what it needs. And then with that pushing too, is there was no, I didn't. Need a doctor to say like, and now you've hit transition, and now it's time to start pushing. My body started pushing on its own. Then when you get to the hospital and they're telling you, "Oh no, don't push," you're like, "Oh, I'm, I'm not, I, I'm doing the wrong thing. I'm doing maybe I'm doing something that's going to damage this baby. Maybe I'm doing something that's going to delay this birth process. When really my my body knew exactly what to do, um, and I was trying to control it, which was actually hindering it. And so absolutely. Ne- I mean, next time I would like to have a home birth because I would like to just kind of be in my own little nest and be able to listen to my body with no interruptions.
2: I love the part of your story where your toddler came in and nursed and how your labor accelerated after that, because that had such an impact. That's such a rush of oxytocin to your body. And had you been in the hospital, you know, your toddler wouldn't have been in, coming in and Nursing in the middle of your labor. I just think that's it's that's it's such a great example of that intuitive process and how birth works when we just follow our body's cues and do the natural
1: things. Exactly. When you mentioned your body was pushing on its own, that actually is called the natural expulsive reflex, and it's fascinating to experience it when you're not told to push and forcing pushing. You can feel that it's just happening with or without your participation. Um, you know when i talk to clients about giving birth we have this conviction that getting an epidural means an easier birth it definitely means reprieve but there's definitely an angle that i feel i experienced in having a natural birth that is easier yes you're experiencing more you're 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 feeling more but you're in constant and direct communication with the baby. And when the baby does need more space, the baby ends up applying pressure in just this certain manner and location within the woman's body that then prompts her into a position. She's responding to what she's feeling and without even consciously being aware of it, she's getting herself in just the right position to give her baby space, which is one reason why natural births are quicker. There is an angle where a natural birth is actually easier (laughs) than a birth with an epidural, which, you know, it seems so counterintuitive.
0: Yes, that's exactly it. It was, yeah, it was definitely the, you know, I was, I, my body
1: was, I mean, it wasn't,
0: I wasn't even in control of it, but my body knew exactly what to do to get in the right position, um, to do the right things. And um, I do feel like too the, you know, them telling me not to push was from their, so they're probably so used to telling people
1: with epidurals, don't push yet. And then they say, and now push. I mean, they totally right. direct the whole thing. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. That's I mean, that's exactly what they did is this baby was out in two pushes, but they wanted to direct those two pushes and me push past when I felt the urge to push, um, which was just so baffling because this baby was coming on out like they're they're the ones who held up the process. And this doctor's like, we're going to get this out on this next push. And I'm like, you know, I like I could I mean, I, yeah, I still I beat myself up a little bit, but I'm like why did I not just have this baby? But when you're in the hospital, it kind of brings up those fears of like something could happen and I have to listen to them and they know my body better than me. Um, and that just really wasn't the case. I was fear. It was, and the fear probably helped keep them in. I just had all of this different fear. Um, and, I and so I did those horse lips. And I just remember I just like shaking and being like, where is this doctor and I can't hold this baby in much longer.
2: Yeah, it's interesting, because it's it's now that you've done it, you wouldn't do it differently. You'd walk in through those doors and you'd be like, you know, screw you, I'm having this baby because you trust yourself now. But when we're new, we believe that even though you may trust your body, we believe that doctors know birth better than we do cuz you know they do it day in and day out we we don't yeah and i often think of i don't know what if what if i had stayed home
0: like that extra 20 minutes and like how differently it probably could have played out i do have that too of like think of all of this experience that i've gained trusting yourself and your intuition is actually something you really need to work on before you have your baby. And because it seems like, oh yeah, I'm gonna trust myself and intuition, but no, it's actually something you need to really focus on and work on. And um, it's just become a passion of mine to really make sure that point gets across.
2: This is a theme that comes up over and over and over again in birth stories that we are sharing on the podcast and women we're talking to of, of the transformation, the transformative experience of birth. And it always comes back to the same thing, deepening that trust in our own bodies and deepening that trust in our own selves, which then we take out into the world as mothers and beings, whatever we're doing, we have grown so much in trusting ourselves through the birth process. I've noticed that whenever a woman has her next baby,
1: her key focus is like, okay, this time I am definitely doing this differently, or I'm definitely doing this on my terms. What would that be for you? Because you've made a few references to having a third. So what are those things for you?
0: Yes. Um, And yeah, and I, I do have that thing too, where I feel like a lot of other women do also is that like, I feel like I haven't gotten it right yet, which I know isn't like, The best phrase to use but like I need that other birth to be like the healing one for me um which I think which is probably a good clue I need to work through some more birth
1: trauma well you (laughs) you know what Colleen we're craving satisfaction right we're craving a satisfying birth and that's what that means like it doesn't quite feel complete because we don't feel quite satisfied yeah I would like to have a
0: home birth for my next birth I mean, I don't think they're going to let me into the hospital anyways. And and, uh, a next vaginal baby would come a lot quicker than this first one. Um, But for me, just what I kept craving in my births was to just be in that one space. I just wanted to be in one space where I felt safe and comfortable and where people weren't constantly leaving me. And I feel like home is going to be the best place where I can get that. Also too I just love the idea of working with a midwife where your appointments are an hour long and they go over the whole of you. It's such a holistic approach and not just um you know my first pregnancy I was with a midwife group through the hospital I ended up changing to OBs for my second one because my midwives were it, it seemed very intervention heavy and you know every I wasn't gaining enough weight and like They because I was throwing up every day and they had no interest in helping with that. They just wanted to scold me for not gaining enough weight. Um, And they're, they're just, it didn't seem like they cared about me. It was like, you know, we need, we need to have you be on this particular schedule to fit exactly like all of our other patients. And if you don't, you're doing something wrong. Um, And I love just the thought of working with a midwife to have those longer appointments and have that whole holistic approach and have someone check in with me mentally in talking to people who've had home births to hear how like they were just encouraged to get in the shower and like their sheets were changed. And I'm like, I need
1: that maternal care. How would you you know, given your experience, um, personally and professionally, and I know you became a hypnobirthing instructor as well for, for ha- having been a woman who once through the book across the room and declared, yeah, <laughs> you now know <laughs> hypnobirthing is not a matter of something that works or doesn't work. It's like meditation. It's like yoga. Right. It's a practice, but what's the key thing you would just say to any woman, no matter what kind of birth she wants to have?
0: Um, um let me put this in the right words of uh, this is your body. You're the one who this body in this labor is going to be communicating with. Um, And so that puts you in a really special role that no one else in this birth has. What's going to help you connect more with your intuition? What's going to help you connect more with your baby in utero? Um, What's going to help you learn to advocate for yourself? I mean, I know at first I had to advocate for myself against my husband and my mom which I wasn't, the doctors I was expecting, those two people I wasn't initially expecting. And so finding that power within yourself to not only advocate for yourself, but your power to trust yourself, to believe this intuition you're feeling is real and what your body is telling you is real, to really feed that and spend time with that during your pregnancy, so by the time birth comes, it's just gonna be second nature to do those things and you are just gonna have a beautiful, glowing
2: birth experience. If you enjoyed our podcast, please take a moment to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and share a favorite episode or two. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Down to Birth Show, or contact us and review show notes at DowntoBirthshow.com. Please remember this
1: information is made available to you for educational and informational purposes only. It is in no way a substitute for medical advice. For our full disclaimer, visit downtobirthshow.com disclaimer. Thanks for tuning in. And as always, hear everyone and listen to yourself.
0: Bless my doula, she took pictures. And I have these pictures from right after he was born. And I didn't realize the importance of those photographs. The next birth I have, I will have a photographer because like those photos mean more to me than absolutely anything. And like they represent so much. And it was it was just such this amazing experience.